Six Wives. It's the autobiography of the hangman John H. Fleming. John was Hong Kong's executioner. He also acted in wow. several films. Oh, so wow. Celebrity. One Egyptian took some soldiers into the toilet. Come on, it's, I mean, this quick. This is the second paragraph. <laughs> Every chapter starts with a sexual yeah, act. He is. We had no option but to pay it. The bastard. <laughs> Finish that sentence. Very sexy. Hello, 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 and welcome to the fourth episode of The Hangmen. My name's John. I'm James. And I'm Simon. And this week, my friends, we're in Hong Kong. We didn't. We, we spent, <laughs> I don't think so. We spent all our money on Al, our sound engineer, so we yeah. can't uh, afford any uh, <laughs> yeah, actual music. Right. So uh, we've got James yeah. just doing that. Um, so yeah, so welcome back. Um, hopefully you've listened to episodes one, two, and three. Uh, this is the uh, the story of John H. Fleming, and uh, we're going through his autobiography, which is called The Hangman and His Six Wives. And um, yeah, just to give you a brief update. Here's Simon, who's going to um, summarise everything we've done in 20 seconds. Right, okay, so he was born, he went on a naval ship somewhere, he was around Portsmouth, he got done for this, he's, done this. he slept with some women, uh, some of his paid for them, uh, so one of them was his carer, um, he was on a boat, he threw some grenades overboard, he blew up some fish, 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 fish. Uh, he's now gone to Hong Kong. Hong Kong, there we go. Oh, that. that was lovely, do you want to clap? I think we should clap. That was very good. I think I've missed quite a bit out there. World War Two happened as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and Easy to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Rape, prostitution, yeah. that's all been in it. Yeah, um, but guys, we're on page 30. Um, and we're already in Hong Kong. So, 1952, and I got a foreign draft. Not me, this is John H. Fleming. It's a Hong Kong flotilla. I sailed on the troop ship Hallidale from Liverpool. It was a drab, miserable, cold February morning, uh, but the weather changed as we passed Gibraltar into the Mediterranean. We anchored in Malta, and the troops were allowed offshore until 6pm. I had a fever, so could not leave the ship. As the ship raised anchor, some soldiers in full uniform swam out to the ship. <laughs> They've missed the last ferry back. <laughs> so decide to swim for it. <laughs> yes. did, did they make it? I guess so, yeah. Um, so we anchored at Port Said, Egypt, to wait for the convoy to uh, form up to go through to the Suez Canal. Some Egyptians came on board to sail their wares... That's a typo. That's not me oh. reading it like an idiot. Um, to sell their wares. <laughs> One Egyptian took some soldiers into the toilet. Oh, oh God. God. It's, this, I mean, it, this quick? This is the second paragraph. <laughs> Every chapter starts with a sexual yeah, act. He is obsessed. Um, okay. Um, he looked around fugitively. Ooh, what does that mean? Or fugitively? No, fugitively. Fugitively. Yeah, like a fugitive. He's, that's the way he yeah. spelt it. Uh, <laughs> took out a glass object and said it was a diamond. He had stolen it, but of course could not sell it in Egypt. They could sail it... Okay, he, he keeps making this same spelling mistake. Right. We could not sail it in Egypt. They could sail it in Hong Kong. Oh. I think this is... Um, yeah. The harvest, translation. I think this is harvest sourced in brackets Asia yeah, Limited. Yeah. Not <laughs> proofreading, probably. <laughs> Damn you, harvest source Asia <laughs> Limited. Um, so anyway, so he'd stolen it. He couldn't sell it in Egypt. They could sell it in Hong Kong. They could buy it for only £40... 
I'm gonna. Uh, this Where's is it brilliant. I, I, I don't. I don't know, James. And this is brilliant. <laughs> I, I don't know. I ask questions. I know I'm not going to get an answer to. <laughs> this is, this is amazing. So he, he tells this whole story, and then he finishes. I don't know if any of the soldiers fell for it. Oh, so, so that's it. So he tells that little anecdote with no. He doesn't even know if any of them bought it. Oh. He didn't buy so it. Just, he just told that oh, right. stolen diamonds. So stolen then, diamonds. So so dramatic. And then I don't know if anyone went for it. And did they go to the toilet because they were taking it out of a hiding place? Well, yeah. Oh, well, good question. Yeah, exactly. But you've never brought diamonds in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that is where I buy all my diamonds. <laughs> uh, we raised anchor and started through the Suez Canal. It was an amazing sight. I'm sure he's going to do it justice mm. in his description. Uh, the canal did not run straight, but twisted like a snake. As the ships ahead turned right, it looked as if they were sailing through the sand. We entered the Red Sea on our left. We could see nothing but sand stretching along the coast for miles. We entered the port of Arden. Prior to going ashore, we were warned not to leave the town. There was some unrest with the population, and we should be careful. In town, soldiers were on patrol, armed and stopping cars, and people were searching them. Uh, it did not look a very healthy place. Ooh, oh. Oh, you could feel the tension. I'm hoping John's obeyed them. Well, he went He went with two other sailors. Okay. We had heard of the town that was on the bottom of a volcano. Some distance out of town, we bargained with a uh, taxi driver to take us there. He... Oh, <laughs> Every time I see your face, do that. Yeah, and this is a, this is it. We start mean, with for only ten lira. Uh, no, he, he, he refers he refers to the taxi driver. He was a big black gorilla. Oh, oh racist. Yeah, you can't you can't say you that. can't, John. This, and this and the thing is, this was published in 2016. Yeah. So, oh dear. Um, oh John. Oh John. Um, okay, he was a big black. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying it again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we agreed on the price and off we went. We arrived at the volcano town, but it looked hostile. Even as we got out of the taxi, we decided to return to Aden straight away. Is it Arden or Aden? I don't know. Uh, Aden's um, in yeah, Africa. Okay, Aden. But the driver now wanted to double the agreed price. We had no option but to pay it. The bastard. <laughs> and he actually, that wasn't me, but he actually finishes that with the bastard. He's, he's still bitter after it 50 years. 1952. He's still like, oh God, that taxi driver. Sorry to go, to have a taxi driver, I just keep thinking, was he being literal? Is he actually being... <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, black to say that he isn't, he isn't racist, he's just being literal. There yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, do, do assume and that'll that. be in the Spielberg film. Yeah. <laughs> The I think we'll have to get Peter Jackson for this bit. Yeah, Andy Circus yeah. comes in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. motion capture. Um, our next port of call was Colombo. We stayed just for supplies, and being Navy, we had to assist with loading. I did not go ashore. Okay, uh, we had sailed for Singapore, and again, I did not go ashore. I did not go ashore, as had very little money left. He seems to be regressing. In his yeah. ability to speak and write English. And who remembers the, all the places they didn't go? Oh, didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't bother going there. Didn't bother <laughs> yeah. going there. Um, so he, um, and he's starting to sound oriental now, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Again, I did not go sure, as had very little money left. <laughs> and I, I apologise now, please yeah. don't sue me. Well, no. What's yeah. weird, he must have written this in English. Yeah. And yeah. then it's been translated into... Uh, some Chinese dialect, and then now it's been translated back into English. I don't know. Again, it's it's. It doesn't make any sense. We'll have to but judging by the picture on the back, I'm going to say he actually wrote it because there is a picture of him typing. There is. Yeah. yeah. So 
Okay. Put that online. It's, yeah. It looks a bit staged, it, it about, um, but at least you can see what he looks like now. Mm. Um, so the troop ship was like a cruise liner, nothing to do all day but enjoy it as much as we could. We were all in uniform, naval draft wore blue shorts and a blue shirt and sandals. The army and air force in their tropical gear. Uh, we entered Hong Kong Harbour early in the morning. On our left was the island of Hong Kong and on the right, Kowloon. Is that, am I saying that right? Uh, Kowloon. 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 Um, thank God for Al. Yeah, exactly. He's our, <laughs> shout, shout out to our sound man. He's now going to be our, our fact The resident brain. <laughs> um, uh, anchored in the harbour. Uh, sorry, there were many merchant ships anchored in the harbour and sailing junks sailing to and fro. It was very quiet. We could hear the clank of a tram in the distance coming across the water from Hong Kong Island. Uh, we secured alongside the pier at Kowloon. Um, a naval launch was waiting for us and took us to Stonecutters Island. The chaps we were relieving would return to the UK on the ship when she returned from Korea, but until then, there was no bed available for us, uh, for us in Tamar, the naval shore establishment on which the Hong Kong... I, 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 do you know I, I, I switched off. I'm, I tuned out massively. Oh, God. I thought I, I, I was really enjoying it. If that, that ever yeah. happens again, just punch me. I saw a bit of paint drying. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I mean, I think the problem is as well, like, it, I mean, this is only page 32, and already yeah. it's been so dramatic. And we yeah. can all, we can always rely on John. Mm. He sort of describes something really boring, and then the yeah. next paragraph is something ridiculously yeah. dramatic. But you think exactly. it's more like he mum and dad uh, die in, I don't know, maybe a couple of lines? Uh, we got there, descriptions. Yeah, yeah you're so yeah. right. Yeah. You're so right. He's a Written madman. Written an adrenaline dump. <laughs> um, <laughs> we slept in canvas tents and continued our holiday except for a naval officer who came to explain what we'd be doing on the, in the flotilla, stopping junks, searching them for goods banned by UNO, such as metal sheets, kerosene, from uh, which China was very short of, and, of course, people being smuggled into Hong Kong. Um, UNO, anyone? UNO. Anyone has a guess? No, What's it in reference to? Banned by UNO. United Nations... Overseas, I don't know. We're Google and tweet that. He's just um, yeah, throwing in some initialisms, yeah. um, willy nilly. Three weeks later, we're in Tamar. The flotilla consisted of some MV, MFVs. No idea, John. John H. Fleming is just yeah. rocking He's these losing out. us, isn't he? Uh, that were converted into minesweepers. And 10 motor launches. These launches were, in fact, small gunboats with 40 millimeter bow fours on the bows which would later be changed into a six-pounder, 57mm, anti-tack gun, a 20mm... Oh. I tell you, what, some ship enthusiasts listening to this oh, just yeah. shot their load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I think he's just trying to remind us how much of an enthusiast he is. He was a him. very able seaman, guys. Yeah. Let's just remember that. Mm. Uh, with two Bren guns on the bridge. Six launches were from the UK and four from Australia. The Aussie boats were a little longer and far better than the British ones. Oh, oh Thanks, John. Patriot. Yeah. Um, I was assigned to ML1323, an Australian boat. Catchy name, guys. You might have yeah. better boats, but we were, yeah, we were called things like HMS <laughs> Land Cruise Destroyer, yeah. massive attack. Um, so ML1323, an Australian boat, on loan to the British. On my first patrol, we boarded a junk coming down. It doesn't really describe what a junk is. I've no. just gone and assumed that we would know that. Yeah. Uh, coming down from uh, Canton, we were armed, and I had a Lancaster machine gun. Wow. Here we go, it's getting tense now. I jumped on board and ordered all of the crew to muster on the bows, bows, then started a search. I looked in the skipper's cabin. I saw nothing except cartons of cigarettes. I thought, my God, the skipper is a heavy smoker. <laughs> How the hell did he wear that? <laughs> yeah, just wrong. one more thing. <laughs> um, oh, dear. We cruised up and down the Pearl River searching junks. And then we spotted, um, uh, and when we spotted a communist gunboat, would take photographs 
and also of merchant ships. This info was passed to HQ and they would check what cargo was listed to see if it was breaking the embargo imposed by the UNO. One day we were anchored off of stone cutters uh, for the flotilla regatta. Um, Geddes, Geddes, G-E-D-D-E-S. This is, he's referring to a person, a Scotchman. Oh. Was our cook. What, Geddes? Geddes. Geddes. Hey. I guess it's Geddes. Another another character who will last, no doubt, three lines. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He asked me to let him use my white uniform to go ashore on Stonecutter with the rest of the crew for a few drinks. I refused. Oh, that's nice of you, John F. That night I had the middle watch, i.e. midnight to 4am. The crew returned at 11pm and it was around 1am that Geddes... I feel feel bad that I'm not saying this guy's name right. Anyway, just go with it. Let's call him Jeff. Um, (laughs) Came up to the bridge wanting to have a punch-up with me. We went to the stern of the boat and exchanged blows. (laughs) No, John H. Fleming. He's an angry Scot. They're not fighting. (laughs) Um, The skipper was asleep in the wardroom directly below us. He heard us moving around deck and came up to see what was going on. He put Geddes under arrest and on return to Tamar... We appeared before the captain of Tamar. He ordered that we be separated, which, in fact, was to save my life. What? So hang on, he said he just, he took him to the captain. So he turned up there, and then he went, stand aside, separate. (laughs) Save my life. So Geddes was arrested. Geddes was arrested. He wasn't. And on return to Tamar, we appeared before the captain of Tamar. He ordered that we be separated, which, in fact, was to save my life. No idea what's no. going on, John H. Fleming. <laughs> we can only hope that it, that's going to come <coughs> apparent later. Maybe he'll take a bullet for it. It won't. I don't think Geddes no, will re- no, recur. I think that's the last right. we've heard of him. Who, who do we think we would cast to play Geddes <laughs> in the film? Good question. I, I, think, I think you could get a, uh, a high-profile actor because you can sell it. James McAvoy. Saved his life. Yeah, James McAvoy saved is Geddes. Yeah. yeah, do you think so? Yeah, yeah. Going Okay, just a little cameo for him. Yeah, um, little, little fist fight in the film. Yeah, nice. Slow mo. Yeah. Um, I was transferred to Launch One Three Two Eight, another Australian boat. Uh, Lieutenant McLaren R N V R was the C O. Okay, we don't know oh, what that means. He's John H. Uh, he was a great skipper. One day, we had to proceed south of Stanley and warn junks in the area that are shooting during repair. Hang on. Sorry. No, ooh, the page was stuck together. Simon. <laughs> um, and warn junks in the area that a shooting practice would take place in the army camp on Stanley Peninsula and they should keep clear. It was Friday the 13th. Oh. Black Friday. We had some <laughs> army chaps on board to keep in communication with the army camp. We completed the mission and was running up to the west coast of Lama Island, returning to Tamar. I was below deck talking to Percival, the Ooh. cook. Hey! New cook. Geddes is, is gone. Yeah. So Percival, I felt a slight lift in the boat as if we had bounced off a rubber pillow. This is this is it, guys! Ooh. We're back! <laughs> Just to recap, in case you don't remember from last episode, uh, they were out on a boat, weren't they? They yeah. hit something, he thought it was a... Uh, rubber uh, pillow. It was. He thought it was, he an thought it was a mountain. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He didn't tell us what it was, though. No, and whoa. no, he didn't tell us what it was, and he said it would be another four years until oh. I felt that same thing, and this is it. So, uh, what he, is it? What is it? I looked at Percival, puzzled. <gasps> it was the same feeling <gasps> I had in the submarine trade wind oh. years ago. The boat came to a sudden stop, throwing Percival and myself <gasps> to the deck. Oh we quickly God. got up and ran like hell up a ladder to the upper deck. We had run onto a rock. The rock was V-shape and plenty of water each side of it. 
But it was at the sea. Well, yeah. So there would be plenty of water inside of it. We ran into the V and become and became lodge there. The tide dropped and we tilted to starboard. We sent a signal to Tamar asking for assistance. A launch came out. We waited for the tide to rise. Then the launch pulled us off. Hey! Um, and towed us back to Tamar. We had a crack under the engine, which meant we would be slipped for repairs. He might as well be writing in another language sometimes. So yeah. I'm not quite Dasboot. No. And that was not really as uh, exciting as I hoped. No. No, and he really built it up. He did. I he? was really hoping that was going to be some undersea monster. Another, another character had gone from yeah. Percival. Never hear of him again. Um, during repairs, we changed our gun for six pound of fifty-seven millimeter anti-tank gun. Love that gun. Yeah, one of my uh, favourites. And I know why they did that, as we were more likely to be attacked <laughs> from ships than from the air. We resumed patrols, the patrols for three days, uh, with one day on, one day off, and then one day on, then returned to harbour. On our day off, we were uh, we still remained at sea, but not patrolling. We could relax, go swimming, etc. Etc. You don't really <laughs> you don't really have etc. A lot in uh, in autobiographies. Um, I can't be bothered to explain the rest. Etc. Etc. You work it up yourself. Let's um, do my guns. <laughs> uh, one day we anchored in Repulse Bay. The skipper rowed ashore and brought back an English woman friend. We played our gramophone to serenade her. Oh. Then he rowed her back ashore. He told us uh, if he was needed to flash our signal lamp at a certain window of a building close to the shore. <laughs> I love that. I love he needed he needed the, the magic of music. So he's yeah. like, hold on, love. Yeah. I'll just oh. take you out to the boat. Yeah. Play us some Barry White. Get her back on the boat. He's got a rose in his mouth. <laughs> if you need me, flash the light. Um, oh, it was several days later that our skipper vanished. Ooh. Never said goodbye to the crew. The woman was the wife of an army major serving in Korea. And we think it had something to do with his sudden departure. Wow, bumped off. Wow, conspiracy. Wow. We were one CO short, so the senior officer of the Hong Kong flotilla took over as our CO. On the 9th of September 1953, my previous boat... It's very precise, isn't he? Yeah. Very pre- well, he Good is memory. a isn't he? Well, yeah, no, <laughs> that's right. But um, on, on the 9th down. of September, my previous boat, 1323, catchy, put to sea while patrolling the Pearl River, she saw a commie gunboat coming down the canton the 1323 closed with her and took several photographs the commie raised flag k which ordered the 1323 to stop her engines (laughs) the skipper i'm I'm tired (laughs) the skipper ignored the order put the engines of course he did put the engines to full ahead and turned away the commie gunboat then opened fire with machine guns hang on who are the commies the russians are they is it because that's just imagining Isn't that the skipper dead? Like, well, it was a new skipper. Oh, it was he a new skipper. Over... So who, who are they fighting? I don't know. Just rogue communists. Or is that, is that what, we, is, is that what it means? Chinese commies? I suppose so. I don't know, but I quite like the idea of the um, the captain just ignoring their order, yeah. flipping them the bird, yeah. and then just disappearing. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> um, the governor of Hong Kong, Sir Alexandra Grantham, had issued an order that if fired upon, we were not to return the fire unless approval was given from a higher authority. <laughs> but the Commodore had followed up this order that fire could be returned in order to save life on board. But Merriman still... S- Who's Merriman? I don't know. Merriman yeah. still sent a signal stating he considered it necessary, necessary to return fire. Only half the signal was sent as the radio was destroyed. <laughs> so just thrown in a completely wow. new person. I mean, he thought he mentioned him earlier. Maybe he thought he mentioned yeah. him. Didn't make the edit. I didn't talk about Merriman? Oh, <laughs> I had a whole chapter for him. <laughs> Don't worry, just move forth. They won't yeah. realise. Then the commie opened fire with a heavier gun. The 1323 was badly hit and seven of the crew were killed, including the skipper. Shit. Oh. 
Gordon Cleaver, oh. the senior rate alive, brought her back to Lantau, and the British government lodged a complaint with China. So uh-huh. it is obviously the Chinese. Oh, so yes. Yeah. Um, so seven people were killed, the skipper's dead, and he just oh. wraps that up. Like, again, he, he's bored. He's probably as bored as I am reading it. <laughs> I think it, it, it's that there's, there's no premise for it. It's just like kind of ambling in the ocean and like, oh, there's a boat. They're commies. Not yeah. saying exactly who. Getting a gun back yeah, in exactly. a fight. People die. But I, I sadly don't care. No. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem. Because uh, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, a, it's a sad story, but I've got no emotional attachment Yeah, there's no emotional No, we need to yeah. get to some juicy stuff. Yeah. Let's try and get there, guys. Come I'm on, sure we, we can will. do this. I'm sure this is just a little bump. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would never feel that bump again Remember, until he four years no, later. He hasn't had any of his six wives yet, has he? So we still no, got exactly. And he's not a hangman. So, I mean, this is just... Yeah, he's just teasing yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. Um, HMS Concord towed the 1323 back to Hong Kong the next day. I looked around the launch. It was in a shambles. The wheelhouse had been where the crew had taken shelter. Gaping holes showed where the shells had entered. Uh, the deck was strewn with charts covered in blood. The deck was very unstable and sagged towards the engines. Uh, three ammun- And they've got some pictures, so we can put those on the Twitter. What are the pictures of? What, have we got anything exciting? Uh, there's a port side engine room and inside the wheelhouse. Oh, right, yes. Uh. Um, three <laughs> ammunition <laughs> lockers. Put those no, on so in answer to your question, no. <laughs> um, three ammunition lockers on the upper deck had received a direct hit and exploded I entered the engine room put my hands on the engines to steady myself as I walked forward uh, my hands were covered with thick oil from the top of the engines when I got to the open hatch and more daylight I got a piece of rag to wipe my hands then I saw it was in fact blood I've got oh. to say that engine was probably a tad hot um, or is that oh, very not thick so it was, it, was, it was someone else's blood oh. Uh, it had drained down from the wheelhouse where seven of the crew had been killed onto the engines. Ooh. Ooh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, that's grim. Uh, the above picture shows the inside of the wheelhouse and a stump of the of the steering wheel. Oh, Shearman had been at the helm. Again, he mentioned Shearman, like we're supposed to know who he is. Yeah. Um, while six of his comrades lay dead, blown to bits, then another <sighs> shell exploded and killed him as also. Way of words. Yeah. Blown to bits. The yeah, horrors of war. It. And then there's some more pictures. Oh, wow. yeah, there's, two there's pages of pictures. Two pages of pictures, um, just sort of where the boat was attacked. Yeah, awful. He's very passionate about this incident, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, uh, he's gone quite in depth. Yeah. Um, Morris, one of those killed, had spoken to me only the previous night. Oh. <laughs> I bet Morris was gutted when he I'm was. Two uh, days from <laughs> retirement. <laughs> yeah. In the film, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And also, is John just. Able just watching all this and every bullet is just flying past him. Yeah, where was he on this? He, was it, or is he retelling someone else's story? Was he actually there? Well, <laughs> he spoke to Morris uh, the night before. He'd spoken to me the previous night. He had been scared every time they left for patrol and thought he was never coming back. The CO, Lieutenant Merriman, was known. Oh, now he's describing. So he's he's now describing oh. who the CO was, but he's already referred to Merriman. Yeah. Previous uh, was known as something of a cowboy. And had got himself a reputation for enticing the commie gunboats to fire at him. Oh. Why would he do that? So Mary Miss Merriman's fault. Yeah, well, that's what that's what he's saying. And there's a picture of Morris. Oh. Um, and he just put A B Morris right killed. <laughs> um, and then he's put another one A B Knight left killed. Killed. <laughs> then he's got Gordon Cleaver left killed. Yeah. <laughs> Killed. Oh, John H. Fleming. Sorry. A.B. Shearman killed. He's got a lovely beard. Um, uh, but no, sorry. Gordon took charge of the three two, 
1323 when the, all the officers were killed. And then there's another little picture of Gordon. They, they reunited in 2000. Oh. So Gordon's... Oh, wow. Okay. So does it sound to me like this story is that these were all his fellow seamen, but he, John H. Fleming wasn't on this boat? I don't think he was. I think they'd gone out on yeah. patrol. Yeah, I think they'd gone off on the patrol. Merryman got him into a bit of a scuffle by enticing the commies. Yeah, well, that's yeah. according to John. Massive Fleming. fire back, and loads of his mates died. Yeah, they didn't just die; they got blown to pieces. And obviously, like, I'm sure there's bits. a John H. Fleming could have been on that ship. Yeah, and but that would be uh, that would be an interesting part of the book, wouldn't it? Yeah. If he was like, actually, I should have been on the ship, or this is how I yeah. felt. This is how I felt. But he, he won't go into it. No, we don't know where he was. Um, and then uh, Gordon Cleaver, so the guy who took charge and he reunited with in 2000, uh, Gordon Cleaver passed away in 2009. The London Times printed his obituary and in error printed a photograph of me instead of Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> and we will try and find that. I'll tell you what, somebody tells me, that wasn't an error. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a picture of him. I'll yeah. send it to you. Oh, oh whoops. <laughs> um so there's lots of pictures now. There's the funeral, there's the Merriman coffin, there's the Hong Kong cemetery, uh, there's a memorial service, and then there's some sort of nice... Picture some heads... Let me just show you. There's some it's like a of... clip art of some headstones. Yeah. Yeah, each each dead um, sailor has their own headstone. But like you say, it does look very clip arty. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, With their grey Union Jack at the back. Is that what it's kind of meant to yeah, be? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and oh, I love this on the headstone. So it starts off with Merriman at the top. Yeah, again, we need to post. Oh, he's this. actually in ranking. Oh, he's, he? just, he's, he's put um, he's put age twenty three years, and there's Keith age twenty two years, and it goes down, age them, age them, age them until the bottom guy. It just says Captain Gower died. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, I hope, he doesn't. Matter. I hope he died if he's got yeah. a headstone. Um, oh. Yeah, very weird. I am um, just. Quick, I went. Uh, my grandfather John Griffiths also yeah. I'm, I'm John and he was John uh, Major John Griffiths he actually died in Germany and oh. um, when I first started my new job um, there was a trade show really nearby and I'd never been to his grave mm-hmm. so I, I said to my boss look I'm going to take a day off after the trade show I'm going to hire a car and I'm going to go to the gravestone mm. so yeah, nice. you know, just pay yep, my yep. respects um, my boss put me in a very awkward position by saying I'll tell you what I'll come with you oh. I didn't know this guy really from Adam I've been there a few months so I was like I mean, now I'd probably turn around and say, well, no, I'll, I'll go on my own. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, But I said, um, okay, that's fine. So he came with me to the grave, uh, to, the, to the military cemetery, and um, someone met me and took me to the grave. And it's a bit weird looking at a gravestone with your name on for a start. Yeah. Um, but to be there and see my grandfather, and he was a major, and he was only 42, and God. he was supposed to be coming back. And um, so I was sort of trying to pay my respects. And then my boss went, do you want a photo with the gravestone? Um, so I was like yeah Um, and I don't know how you so I sort of posed with the gravestone almost with my arm around like me and granddad (laughs) here we are and it is the most awkward photo I'll I'll give you a copy and you can put it online why was that not your Facebook profile picture yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're funny it reminds me we went to Jersey or Guernsey um, with the family and had to go to a graveyard to find Billy Butlin's grave Billy Butlin's grave in Jersey it is a full it's granite, full size, king size uh, bed. <laughs> with with a granite, a, a black granite king size bed. But have you got any any sort of no. link to Butlins? This, this was a family day out. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I, I mean, it, it says a lot about our family. I was say, <laughs> um, we're reading a book about your great uncle. Is it great great? This uncle? is our great uncle. Great, great uncle, yeah. and and you as a family holiday, you go and look for. Billy Butler, and I'll try and tweet that picture if I can find it. Right, um, ashore we found Hong Kong to be a wonderful place. There are more rickshaws than taxis, 
but Chinese girls were slim Ooh. and wore the Chuang Sam. Chuang Chuang Sam. Uh, this was a tight-fitting dress with a slit up the sides. Very sexy. <laughs> oh, he, did, he, did he does. I'm oh showing you guys. He finished that sentence. Very, very sexy. Um, there was a l- very little motor traffic. Uh, there were no car parks or parking meters. The people that did have a car could simply stop anywhere, go shopping and return with no problem at all. There were no traffic lights. A policeman in khaki shorts standing on a pagoda directed traffic at some of the crossroads. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he told us that. Thanks, John H. Hong Manning. Kong in the early 50s. Crazy oh, times. Was. At night, you could hear the occasional toot of a car. Oh, <laughs> drifting across the water from Kowloon or a ship's horn uh, from one of the many merchant ships moored in the harbour. He's really painting a picture. I've not been to Hong Kong, but no. I, I feel like I don't really need to now. No, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> British forces got a discount on the trams and cinemas and the Star Ferry that plied between Hong Kong and Kowloon. There was no television and only one radio station, which was Radio Hong Kong. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Can you, uh, James, do a jingle for Radio Hong Kong now? Listen to Radio Hong Kong. Cha-ching. Thank you. Um, air conditioning had yet to come, and the cinemas used huge fans, which drowned the sound of the film. <laughs> right. Brilliant. Did you enjoy that film? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, we had a water shortage. Hong Kong Island and Kowloon uh, was divided up into districts, and each district had a water supply only on every third day for four hours. When taking a shower, the water was retained to use for flushing the toilet or washing the clothes. Every bowl and tub was filled with water to last for the four days. Several months later, I was in a Catholic club. Yeah, I'm just moving on, guys. You start start with the water shortage. I'm thinking, oh, drinking water. No, it's just so you can have a wash and a shower. It's like, you know, it's not going to kill you, is it? Just just glad you got those details in. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I'm trying to. I'm just trying to bowl through. If any of our listeners are still listening. We've just lost everybody. You're amazing. It's just us now. Several months later, I was in a Catholic club. Not that I'm religious, but they were running bingo. Um, if it was there, I noticed a female that was Macanese. That is, she was half Chinese and half Portuguese. That her parents came from Macau, a Portuguese colony on the west side of the Pearl River. That's more description than most, isn't it? Yeah. So I think this girl's got some. She's not a name yet, but yeah. She seemed interested in me, oh. so I chatted her up. Oh. Took her out for a meal. Oh, oh he's practic- He's going to be practicing his foreplay soon. Yeah. Dropped, <laughs> dropped his towel. Um, her name was Yolanda. We met several times after that, and she soon got pregnant. Oh, cheeky. Uh, so, just like that, we That's met her. And, and it's his first child. Yeah, but don't worry about that. Don't worry. I'm not going to go into too much description about my first child. No. I'll, I'll go into more description about the... Uh, so is this wife number about one? About the car parking well, situation. He's not married yet. This is who he had his first child Well, with. I mean, uh, he says, uh, soon after we got pregnant, and then bang, there's a photo of him getting married, and it says, my first marriage. So we... Hey! hey wife number one. Wife one. But we have... Oh, uh, yeah, we have named her. Yolanda. This y- is a big rock. Yolanda. This is a big part. And she's... There. Uh, and she's... What did they... What did he call her? Macanese. Uh, Macanese. Macanese, half Chinese and half Portuguese. Oh, wow. So there well, we go. Every day. Um, I put in an application for permission to marry, which was required in the Navy. The captain of Tamar interviewed me, asked if I was sure I wanted to marry her. I replied, she was pregnant. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect me to do? He said, that's all right. We can post you back to the UK. Oh, oh that backfired, didn't it? But I was adamant and doing the right thing. That's brilliant. I love the guy. The, 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 the captain is like, 
oh, are you sure you want to marry her? Yeah. She's pregnant. Don't worry about it. We'll just yeah. get you back to the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No She'll problem. Never She'll know. never know. Yeah. She's going to find you. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but he did do the right he thing. He did the right he thing. Did the right so thing. we were married on the 4th of February, 1954, oh. and she gave birth to a son four oh. months later. So first son. Any, did, I any, guess his name is not... Any name, John? I, I don't, is, nope. Nope, no, 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 no. That's his, uh, his son that lives in Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> he mentions at the start. Yeah, one of them yeah. lives in Australia. Oh, yeah. That's that one. No, no, name. One. no, no. no. Maybe, maybe for legal reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we rented a small flat and I was given a living assure allowance plus a salary for a maid in Hong Kong. They were called an AMAR and also ice money, yeah. which was extra as it was so hot we needed to drink plenty of fluid. So, what? Oh, he, okay. he just sucked on ice cubes. I don't know. <laughs> but you got extra ice money. Ice money. Well, that um, can't be a lot, surely. I'm going to look for that in my new contract. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah. Uh, commission, a bonus. Is there any ice money allowance in there? <laughs> what? Um, soon my time was up. Foreign drafts were for three years, and my draft came through to return. To, uh, sorry. My draft came through to return to the UK. We boarded a troop ship and arrived in Southampton early in the morning on a cold, foggy day. We had to wait for two hours before the ship could dock. Now, is Yolanda and the son with him? Oh. I don't know. That's it. That's the end of the chapter? That's the end of the chapter. Really? So we don't know his son's name. So, how did it end? Then that kind of just came abruptly. What was the last line? He just just got on a ship and went home. Yeah. Soon my time was up. Foreign drafts for three years. My draft came through to return to the UK. Boarded the ship. And that was it. And so he just went. So he's gone, and but we until next chapter we don't even know. So the the book is called The Hangman and His Six Wives. We got wife number one. Yeah. Just almost like a, just yeah. a footnote. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, we don't. She's know. technically in the title. Yeah. Um, we don't know really. I mean, her name was Yolanda. What does she do? Yeah. You know nothing about her. Nothing about the son. No. Nothing about the birth. No. But a wedding just, picture. But we know a lot about naval ships. Yeah. <laughs> the LH one one Oh jeez. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe if you're having problems sleeping, um, maybe get a copy of this book and just read yeah. that shit over and over again. Yeah. Um, a, a really weird. What, what do you think? That's a weird that that, chapter. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's the the least drama chapter. Really, yeah. Week. I think we might have. I lost. hope that hasn't turned anyone off. Yeah, it's, the, it's the least drama, but we had racism. Uh, yeah, we, we had a, a murder. Did we somewhere in there? Well, I mean, we're getting yeah. we're getting learning more a bit about the man, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just really weird. I just don't know what to feel about him right now. No, I don't know. Again, that's the thing. Loads and loads of information, but just a bit dull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's going to get exciting. I do. I think, think so. I do think. It's and also get as well, it kind of his term's finished. He's gone back. Yeah. So is this kind of like ending his service in the Navy? Well, yeah, because we could be going into like post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. which could, could so, be good, great for us. Not yeah. so great for John H. Fleming. But so great I wonder if he book. rejoins the Navy or is he going to live a life? Is, again, is his wife and his son with him? James, there's so many questions. Yeah, there's so many and questions. I know I'm still, still, still in the 50s. There's so many <laughs> questions and that's exactly why you should join us for episode five yeah. <laughs> um, of The Hangmen. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, a bit of a weird chapter, but... What's the next chapter called? The next chapter, Simon, is called... Hang on. Return to England. Oh. Which, again, he doesn't really play around with the chapter titles, yeah, does he? Yeah. Um, but we've got Return to England. And if I tell you that that chapter is one page long... Well, <laughs> that's a quick podcast. That's a quick podcast. So, so we'll, next... we'll probably say now that we'll probably include that and the following chapter. Uh, well, hang on. So we've got another one-page chapter. So we've got Return to England, which is a one-page chapter. Second draft to Hong Kong, which is one paragraph. Wow. And that's a whole chapter. And then we've got Close Encounter. 
Okay. And that goes on so, for a little bit longer. So, so there we go. For a dull chapter this week, we're going to give you three oh, chapters yeah. next yeah, week. Yeah. Three for the price of one. I think, I think the listeners will be happy with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Look, make sure you fire us any questions uh, on our Twitter. The address will be given at the end. Uh, thank you to Alex again for, for sound engineering this, this podcast. Uh, thank you for me. My name's John. I'm James. And I'm Simon. We'll see you next time. On next week's show... Running my hands up her legs to the top. She did not oh. stop me, and we again lay on the bed and got on with it. When I finished, <laughs> when I finished, she asked, "How was I?" And I said, "The best," which made her day. Brilliant. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Hangmen Podcast. That's H A N G M E N P O D C A S T at Hangmen Podcast. We can see pictures from the book and ask us questions about John H. Fleming. Very sexy. <laughs>